This is HPR episode 2826 entitled HPR Community News for May 2019 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 58 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in May 2019. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Hacker Public Radio Community News. Joining me this evening is... Hi, I'm Yannick, the French guy from Switzerland. And this is Jerome Betton from the Netherlands. The Dutch guy from the Netherlands. (laughs) And I'm Ken Fallon, the Irish Dutch guy from the Netherlands. And this is HPR Community News from May 2019. We hear in the grapevine that Dave is having audio issues, so we wait in silent anticipation for him. Um, this is a show. HPR is a community new community podcast network where the shows are contributed by listeners exactly like you. And I mean exactly like you, as in if you haven't contributed to the show and you're listening to HPR, then it's about time you did submit a show. Um, the initial spring burst of shows is more or less coming to an end and we're looking forward to the northern hemisphere dry season as we go into the summer months so sending your shows in for the summer months would be absolutely an ideal thing to do this show is a summary of the shows that have occurred in the last month plus any interesting news or topics that have come up in the preceding month and as always, we start by welcoming our new host today, read by... As soon as I find where they are. <laughs> Dave goes to all this trouble to put the show notes yeah, together. But <laughs> yeah, you click sorry, the Dave. link. He I click the link. the link. Oh, yes. He goes to well, new host. Right at the top of the page, yes. Yep, so welcome, welcome to LD and Zen Floater 2. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining the network. So, first of all, let's mosey through some of the shows that we had last month. Yes. So, um, on the 1st of May, updates uh, on my Raspberry Pi 3B Open Media Vault and Nextcloud instances by JWP. A short were... podcast on how my little home servers are working or not. Yes, this was an excellent little summary of how you would get... Um... Uh, Open Media Vault running a Pi. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, Surprised. everything everything that runs on a Pi is interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a, a he talks about Nextcloud. I see, but there was a talk about the Nextcloud uh, guy who initiated the project, and uh, that was in um, in the Netherlands uh, two weeks ago. It's it's an amazing product. What it can do. It's. Um, it's it's really up there with a lot of functionality. Amazing stuff. I think we interviewed him on uh, on the Fostem at some point as well, the Fostem series. Open Media Vault is the next generation of network attached storage solutions based on Debian Linux, giving you SSH, SFTP, SIFS, and DAAP music, RSync, BitTorrent, etc modular design and framework. Pretty cool. So the following day we had OCK 13 fixed with field processing. Oh, thank you. Be easy for this. Thank you so much. Those of us who suffer text will thank you for this. A very clear, short and simple show by Be Easy. Yeah, and it's it's amazing how, how many uh, files you can get with fixed colon, even though 
you know, CSV tends to be the uh, the norm, even though it's a horrible format. Uh, but yeah, still have some uh, some fixed column files to uh, to manage, and uh, that show is uh, was really uh, helpful. Yeah, I bookmarked this one because uh, every so often it comes out. My my go to thing up until now has been replace multiple spaces with some sort of t- delimiter character, and it was kind of ugly. Or split the file, splitting them off into various different chunks. But this is uh, how it should be done. Thank you very much. Be easy. I don't know. Do 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 they? Does he especially realize how much help his shows are to people? Well, I guess you never realize how helpful a show can be un- until you know you post it there and uh, people uh, comment about that. So yeah, uh, maybe it's just uh, I happen to be processing doing the same sort of stuff that he's doing in other shows uh, will be equally as interesting uh, to other people. Then the following day, we had my 50th show. This is an excellent idea by Tony Hughes. Who'd have thought 50 shows, Tony? Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. 50 shows. Hoo We should actually do something about this. Dave, make a note. Dave, <laughs> where are you, Dave? <laughs> Send a bottle of champagne, please. <laughs> Absolutely. We should... Oh, virtual. Yeah. yeah. Should be possible to. I'll buy him a beer at Odd Camp. How about that? We can all buy him a beer yeah, at Odd Camp. Yeah. How about that? Or we, a coffee we, or something. We will be there. Beverage of choice. That's we all buy him beers, and after that, we record everything he says and we make a show out of it. <laughs> well, that's pretty much Odd Camp for us, anyway. <laughs> exactly. And then we had the HBR Community News a show, whereupon there were two comments. The first by Tlake. Oh, God, Yagdrasil and Hollywood. You didn't mention Hugo Weaving because a superhero movie is a credible source for accuracy, but for reference because he happened to be accurate. Okay, fair enough. I have no idea what we were talking about. (laughs) I can barely remember what happened yesterday, to be honest. Anyone want to do a second comment or shall I continue butchering his? Oh, let me give it. Let me give it a try for once. Um, Okay, so the next one was by Hakonskon. Hakonskon. Hakonskon 2019. Anyway, he says, I'm aware of the conference, but frankly, I haven't seen anything in the schedule that would draw me there. It's a mix of corporate promotion, blockchain, and random student projects. Nothing about languages or development frameworks or services, which is what interests me the most. I don't feel a free software pulse there. No work toward building a Hong Kong free software community. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. OzCon was, was pushed by the O'Reilly Book Association and is, yeah, I, I've always found it a bit strange. It's, uh, as he sum, summarizes, it was in, started in the US, but uh, again, yeah. Yeah, oh, Tim O'Reilly has always been a, a big proponent of, of the open source way of of business and, and community and, and business models, but also the community stuff. So um, if if it's an O'Reilly event, in a way, I, I would try to give him the benefit of the doubt, although I can imagine that people say, well, you know, it's not grassroots enough for me to be interested. I can well, imagine that. Very expensive. Too. For a start, oh. it's expensive. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> So the following day, we had our bash shell, bash local variables local by Tlake. And this is in the bash scripting series. And he wrote a very nice little short bash script that bash scripts, actually, that you can use to find out what the actual behavior of variables in bash is. This has caught me out on more than one occasion. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I always, uh, you know, when I use a variable, I uh, always have to try <laughs> two or three uh, different versions to uh, finally get the result I want. But uh, yeah, this was a very interesting uh, episode too. And then we have, I presume, uh, let me see. Yeah, Turototo with Haskell function types, which was an interesting background into. Um, the various different types 
and functions, well, function types that you can have in Haskell. And that clarified a lot of the notation of his previous shows. So mm-hmm. more of these type of things would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. T. I shall now refer to him <laughs> as forever. <laughs> Or is that patented? So, no, better not. Copyright holders. Ooh, don't go there. So, the Blue Old model license, and it's one big gotcha. And I was thinking to myself, oh dear, another license. They, uh, I'd love to hear what the OSI have to say about this. Um, because I think their general stance is stop inventing licenses. But it seemed to be a replacement for a license. Yeah, I, I, this one, you know, flew a, a bit over my head. So I'm, I'm not really uh, an expert in the licenses, and uh, I tend to let uh, other people deal with that when, uh, when at work when we need uh, to release something. I personally always release my job under a, either an Apache license or a take it and do whatever you want with it license. Yeah. Uh, in this, though, he does mention the deprecation notice of MIT and BSD, which is a bit of a misnomer. I don't know if that's the correct word, but that actually is just the reference to somebody's um, blog article and a personal opinion, as opposed to those two licenses are being deprecated. So um, if you were under the impression after listening to the show that the Blue Oak license is officially replacing those to with the cooperation of the MIT and the approval of the BSD community, then I don't think that is the case. So it's yet another license. But anyway, the comments are, but a very interesting show. All I had not heard about it, and I can see how it would serve other people's needs. Norris just says the show was fun. This was a great episode. Lots of listeners, including myself, are interested in the legal aspects of hanking. Thanks for the deep dive. My other favorite podcast is related to this episode, free as in freedom.us. Yeah, and uh, there was a second comment by Joel D. Regarding Norris, thanks for the feedback and the podcast recommendation. I'll definitely be adding it to my queue. Might be worth, uh, Joel, might be worth uh, pinging um Karen and Bradley Bradley Kuhn who I've been emailing during the week Karen and Bradley and asked them to do a show about this uh at least mention this blue oak license model should be kind of cool to get their yep. I'd like to hear their opinion and next we had uh, someone called Ken Fallon something who did a, a, a show about Wi-Fi on Android yeah, Ken, I've, I've heard yeah. that name before yeah, somewhere. Me too. I, yeah, I don't know what exactly to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some, some. I don't Ken, know. Weird guy. Can fixes yeah. an Android firewall Wi-Fi connection that reports no internet and won't connect. Uh, yes, nobody commented, so obviously <laughs> of no interest to anybody. Yeah, it because I didn't know that once connected, it would like ping some random servers. You know. Yes. Um, I know. I know. iPhones do ping. Uh, something that's uh, was it connect.apple.com or something like that but that's not random that's one specific server that they're trying to reach to determine if they have uh, internet connectivity or not i didn't know that android would you know randomly <laughs> try to reach some some dodgy servers <laughs> on the internet that's freaky well there you go that's why we got a firewall on there yeah i'm not I don't particularly think that that's a sending out a UP, UDB packet to a server of a um, mobile provider is necessarily an insidiously bad thing, you know, just to see that your device is up. But on the other hello. hand, and hello? we have lost. Oh, here hello, it. hello. Yeah, I yeah, you're yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing what they're trying to do, but yeah, no, no, I don't it's not, want no, them no. to do it. Not necessarily bad, but uh, <laughs> I mean, if they had like one server, you know, uh, connect.android.com or google.com or whatever, that I would understand. But uh, apparently, it's uh, uh, some kind of not related servers. It's uh, worthwhile just turning on, putting on a firewall, and just looking at everything that goes out, even yeah. just apps from the F Droid store. It's just you go, wow, the amount of traffic. 
going out. Yeah, the following day a, we had this more, one... It's a modern, modern surveillance device in a way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of superheroes in the community, we had Yannick interviewing Alan Pope, and now you have to figure out who <laughs> who is the superhero there. Snaps, Snapscraft, and all things related. I really disliked this because it was such a professional interview, even with the music and all sorts. Made my interviews sound crap. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir. Well, you know, I hit hit record, and uh, then we talk with Alan, and uh, he's so passionate about that, and he, he knows that subject so well that uh, it was a real, real delight to interview Alan. Alan, about, about it was snaps. Uh, it was actually a. Um, an eye-opener for me. It was, I mean, if you're on board with their whole concept of, um, you know, adding those little repos to themselves, you know, personal repos, then I get Flatpak is, uh, or snapped images are a step up from that, at least, that they're automatically updated by the the maintainers of the packages. What a great interview, thank you. Yeah, and the, the, the confinement too. I mean, flat packs are great because you also have like uh, every every dependencies inside the flat pack, but snaps are confined. So as Alan said, by default, your snap doesn't cannot access your system. You have to specifically, as a developer, uh, give you know, the snaps the the, authoriza- the authorization to access uh, some part of the system, and then as a user, you can say no, I don't want this snap to access my internet connection, for example. Yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Okay, made me uh, made me think I might have a look at that versus the uh, flat pack because um, Cloud Two was on about the flat pack and didn't see the difference between snaps and flat pack. But in actual but, fact, there seems to be advantages. There you go. The containment is the big difference. Yeah, but, in a couple of weeks, I I will make my own snap for a certain package. So um, it, I will definitely have a, a, a listen to this uh, uh, one more time. It's important. Yes. Pol- Nobody ever tells Pokey that we agree with him or to go to his head. <laughs> the following day is 5G mobile data danger to your health by Tlacky. I didn't even for an instant think that it was or how it could be. And uh, yeah. his episode is excellent at, uh, at doing that. And since then, uh, Skeptoid have released an equivalent show. Well, there, that is, there is definitely some guys, uh, people, not guys, some people in the Netherlands who are adamant and serious about what they call radio sensitivity. So, um, as in uh, when there is uh, a high-frequency electromagnetic radiation in the neighborhood, they get headaches and all kinds of weird symptoms. And that's what they claim. It doesn't have to be the truth. That's what they claim. Uh, There's one... um, story about this guy really protesting the um, the fact that there would be a telephone network antenna uh, within 100 meters of his house and so they put up this 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 tower um, at some point and he immediately started the protesting went to the judge and all legal hassles and uh, then one of the telecom uh, firms uh, went with him and showed him yeah it's a tower, but there's no apparatus in it yet, so it doesn't do anything. It's just a big thing, <laughs> and it doesn't work yet. But he was at the same time claiming already to be, you know, health would 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 be uh, um, uh, degraded because of the fact that this thing was there, and that also was the end of the whole legal battle, of course. And Obviously. who who do you blame for uh, cosmic radiation? I mean, we all get tons the of cosmic people. radiation, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you know, there is, there's the anti-vax, there's the flat earth, and there's the radio sensitivity. I mean, they all have a, gr- a grind to air, whatever, uh, but it's just a different subject. But that doesn't mean they're, um, well, uh, sensible. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there were no comments on that, but oddly enough, there were on the following episode, should we dump the Linux desktop? Uh, 
Oh my. <laughs> Don't start me on that. Yannick says, should we dump Windows? Hi, Nightwise. While for the most part I agree with your arguments about cross-platform applications, I think the title of this comment is valid as the title of your episode. I can run Audacity on my Linux desktop. I can run Firefox, Freemind, Visual Studio Code. So my question is, should we dump Windows? And the obvious answer is no, because both our questions are flawed. Should I dump Windows? Should you dump the Windows desktop? Now, those are valid questions. I have personally made the choice to ban Windows from my house because I could do everything I need on a Linux desktop. You said that you can't write documents or make presentations on Linux, and that's perfectly bad reason for you to dump the Linux desktop. But as a general rule, no, we should not dump any desktops before it be it macOS, Windows, Linux, or any of the exotic ones. As you said in the episode, it's all about choice. Also, you mentioned OpenOffice in this episode. I really hope you meant LibreOffice because OpenOffice, well, need I say more? By the way, LibreOffice runs on Mac, Windows, Linux, and Android. Another great example of cross-platform software. Anyway, thanks for sharing your thoughts. And even though I don't agree with them, I appreciate your point of view. The next comment is read by. Do we need yeah, Linux? Yeah, sure. Okay, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, no, go, ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Thank you. Do we need Linux? Uh, there is a lot to agree on here. Thank you for po- for the podcast. I certainly agree that uh, the distro obsessiveness is absurd, and there should be more of a focus on applications. And there is so much overlap and duplicated effort in every area of software in the open source world. I tend to think that Microsoft's recent pronounce this one can deliance deliance anyway with openness is just a case of embrace extend exterminate essentially an attempt to get computer science students and programmers to think of the command line and linux as an esoteric extension of windows but who knows thinking and that was a comment made by hipster and nightwise commented uh, uh sorry um dv commented response to nightwise Nightwise, I respect your knowledge in computers, but I disagree on one point. You said something like, when you need to get things done, only Windows and Mac can do it. Maybe so for you, but I can do many things in Linux, at least for my needs. I've been using Linux for 21 years. And Deepik uh, follows up and says, the desktop is dead. Love this cast and your own personal podcast of this network. That being said, I wanted to say something again that I said in one of my podcasts, and that is that the desktop is dead. Not dead in the sense of no longer being developed, but the whole concept of the desktop is outmoded. For most people, their day-to-day is their personal tablet and or smartphone. I know many people who no longer want would want a desktop or laptop. For me, my company's computer techs have such a bad system setup that most of the rank and file will use any phone app that they can get on their hands that they can that they can get their hands on in order to avoid using the shared desktop machines our company provides. I love my personal desktop environment and the lack of customization for Windows and Mac keeps me on Linux. Every time I consider going back to Windows, I eventually end up wistfully checking the status of things like BB4Win and searching for alternative GUI shells. If you care about your personal computing environment, you need Linux. It's like this. In America, a car enthusiast would probably want to be in California because California has a car culture. If you want your environment to respond to what you think it should be for you, you have to do Linux. And was another comment, that's a comment festival on this episode, yep. by uh, Snapdeus, uh, said Linux desktop. The Linux, des- the Linux desktop gives up and coming sysadmin... Oh, <coughs> Let's, let me start again. The Linux desktop gives up and coming sysadmins a playground to learn Linux, and they will need to know for server administration. And I will be replying to this by submitting a show. So, okay. the following day, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. Thanks. Following day, we had Spectre, a meltdown, an open BSD, and our future. This was an interesting show. Very, very scary. Claudio M says, Hello, fellow puffy disciple. 
pretty good episode on speculative execution stuff that Intel and others are dealing with. And don't feel alone, I also run OpenBSD as of late. Been dabbling with the BSDs since uh, about three years ago, and for all of them, OpenBSD uh, and we've is a skin. Th- again? For, am I here again? Uh, yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're, you're cutting out. Am I, one sec. So, um, I would read the comment while Ken tries no, to I resolve No, I can do it. Hold on. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm just going to put the window where I can see it. I think the keyboard is, uh, <laughs> the push to talk is uh, not working. Where was I? Edit point. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm running OpenBSD on old Toshiba Protege M400 convertible tablet PC, as well as on the ThinkPad X230 at work. Yeah, certain things like wireless aren't up to par as yet as they are on Linux or even FreeBSD, which I also run on the laptop at work. But it's a great OS for security and support. Another HPR contributor by the name of Sigflub also runs OpenBSD. And to be honest, her use of it has piqued my curiosity to the OS. So rest assured, you're in good company here. As o, as an OpenBSD user on HPR. Yeah, I use FreeBSD at work. Do you now? So, yeah, I do. Well, they make me. <laughs> well, there is this old or, saying, FreeBSD is the best Linux distribution. Except it's not Linux. Yeah, I know. It's 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 half joke because it's a yeah. it's an excellent system and it's Linux compatible. So that's why anyway. <laughs> So the following day, we had copper pasta, copying and pasting on Linux, X Select, Excel, Flipboard Managers, GPM, Screen, and more. And I was wondering why Tlatu was doing an episode that I intended to do, and then <laughs> I realized it because I asked on the mailing list, and <laughs> I actually had found out the answer uh, here um prior to doing the show but this was an excellent breakdown as to exactly what is happening and why the commands that i found to get what it is that i needed to work working worked so thank you very much Platu. thank you indeed the following day we had gnu awk part 14 redirection input and output part uh. and this is another in the episode on um awk and was not aware this was even possible. Everything is possible with Oak. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, I just used this as a one-liner, but it's a full full Monty um, programming language, yeah. as can be seen. But yeah, I also tend to use it in a, you know, as a pipe in a, another process. But uh, Yeah, exactly. It can do lots of, lots of things. Yeah, it's a very, very handy tool indeed. For... for particular use but it's broad yeah i've had times in the past where i've needed to create file names based on variables and ran into issues um i don't know if i would have had those issues now with a little bit more experience but this what he described in this show and obviously his show notes are excellent as always uh what he described was exactly what i had wanted to do at that time and I was told I shouldn't do it that way. Yet, now, huh. as if I ever invent the time machine, I can go back and say to that person, but Dave says, GNU, for, GNU Oak Part 14, which will be released in 10 years' time. So, are you successful? Click to find out more. <laughs> yeah, Is this clickbait or what? <laughs> what did you think, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the show, actually. Uh, it was so short that uh, it probably didn't uh, sink into my mind. I, I actually didn't have the time to listen to all the <gasps> podcasts, so, to be honest. So, no, sorry. Missed this one. But I will have a uh, listen to it anyway, because I it's four minutes. I can spare that in my busy life, and the subject interests me. So, yeah. Lost again. again. Yeah, I think he's all no, the, the time the, going uh, out to. Hey, there he is. No, no, I'm yeah, back. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. The uh, the show was is about. Um, uh, I remember I was just in <laughs> bringing my kids to horse riding at the time. This show was about. Uh, do you need to be successful in a project or not? And people in this project 
people come into the IRC and go, hey, your project could be a lot more successful if you did this, that, and the next thing. And the guy on the, the, the head of the project goes, yeah, but we don't want to be successful. We just want to do what we want to do. And if there are a few people who want to do that, then that's great. And if there are more people who don't, then, you know, we don't, we're as successful as we want to be. So that's essentially the essence of the show. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. And it actually applies to HBR. Yeah. It applies to HBR in a lot of ways in that um, I particularly don't care how many listeners we have per se. I'm more interested in getting more hosts. The more hosts we have, the healthier the project is. And if we get more hosts, then by definition, we're getting more listeners. But I, you know, fine. All due respect, listeners are not contributing to the network in the same way that somebody who is a host is. And even if that listener and you've been listening for 10 years and you just come on and introduce yourself, you then from that point on, have you done your bit for HPR? You have contributed your show. You have increased the, the, the amount of commons works that are out there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah on that, how on that note, on, just on that, on that note, just a small thing. Uh, so I made my first uh, contribution to HBR. Uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And I was a little anxious about the comments I would receive. So the first comment I get started with the title. Now, this is embarrassing. And <laughs> you can imagine my response to reading <laughs> that title. And then it turns out he was embarrassed himself because he had been thinking about doing a show like the one I made uh, for 10 years. And I just beat him to it by accident because I didn't know he was planning. I didn't know the guy, of course. And um, and, and he was lucky, happy with the way I did it. So everything was fine in the end. But yeah, probably, I guess, there are a lot of people out there thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? Well, should I? Shouldn't I? Uh uh, all these guys I listen to seem to be so much experts and 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 knowledgeable, and I I I will never fit in. Forget it, forget it. Just submit a show. Go out there, sh- share your thoughts with us. Uh, do something new. Uh, be adventurous. Um, you know, there's this 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 thing called the circle of um, of uh, confidence, and the circle of confidence is where you feel happy, you know, and everything's fine. And but all personal progress is just outside that circle of conference just a little bit outside so do something new submit a show it's easy pick audacity record something you're passionate about or something you know something about whatever subject i mean it's hacker public radio so this is my uh, it's not a rant it's my my um what's the word for it um it's my my and my shout out to the community, <laughs> participate and give us your shows. Come on, guys, you can do it. Yeah, that was that, that was basically. I, I had to to get it off my chest for for a moment. Yeah. Well then, I would just I would just add you don't you don't even need audacity. Pick your phone, hit record, say hi, I'm so and so, and I'm going to talk about this, and there you go. Nobody nobody's gonna judge you. We're all going to listen to nope. you. And listen. If you're out there and you are just a li- just a listener to HBR, you can by pressing picking out your phone, pressing record, and going, "Hi, I'm X Y Z, whoever you are, and I've been listening to HBR for so long. I do it on my work. I have nothing to contribute, but at least here I am, and I'm a member of the community. Nice to meet you all, finally. Yeah, then we know you yeah. exist, and then you're part of the community. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. And if that's the only show we ever hear from you, great. Yeah." It's, it's the start. And then, of course, I trick you in because you'll say something in the show and I'll go, hey, I want you there. But that's my clever and cunning plan. <laughs> yeah, you yeah? Know, it's like so drugs. So let's just you get know, you, you give to him... do the first show. Just introduce it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it drugs. You know, we, give him, we give him something small and then we, we put our hooks into them and we drag him <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, no, really, really. It's, it's, yeah. Once you've done your first HPR episode, then it's going to be like... Uh, Hey, this thing is great. I want to do more. Or not. I mean, there are quite a lot of people who have done one show. They just sent in some comments and then we never heard from them again. And that's actually that's fine because they've done a show. We know they exist. Fine. So, reply to Nightwise's podcast, which was not the podcast which 
we are all listening to. It was the... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Aren't we missing one? Uh, 2818? Yes, Writing Game in Haskell Science Part oh, 1. Sorry. Writing Web Game in Haskell Science Part 1. This was Turototo again, and it was about how he defined his database tables. And again, I am left in awe of the man, I must say. <laughs> but this kind of made some kind of sense about the basic levels that you would need to go to in order to design a web game. In Haskell. <laughs> in Haskell, yeah, I, I, yes. I think there's, there's enough material here, here in all those episodes to actually write a book about writing yes. web, uh, game in, web game in Haskell. Hopefully it will form the basis of that. That would be very cool. The following day, we had a reply to Nightwise's podcast by Kevin Wisher, also known as Ahuka, also known as I'm Retired. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Congratulations to Kevin out there and his lovely wife who will be going RVing across the US of A, living the dream. Living the dream. Well, this was about the pirates and uh, individual uh, corporations and his reply to that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was good actually. Uh, we do need both. But uh, we yeah. do need to keep ourselves. I think the 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 game has changed as well, a smidgen. Yeah, I uh, I personally think that uh, a podcast can be um, you know uh, released by individuals like like a pirate radio, as uh, as he said. But it can also be well produced. I mean, those two things are not incompatible. And They're not mutually exclusive. No, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's quite easy now, uh, as uh, Jerome said. We can use Audacity. It's a free software. There are tons of uh, free uh, music and sound effects that you can mix and match to build an, an identity to your to your show. And uh, so that that brings a, a, just a, a little touch of you know semi pro thing. But still, you're you're still an individual in your basement, you know, recording a show uh, in the middle of the night because you also have a day job, and uh, that that's great. And uh, what 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 um, uh, uh, radio networks do publish as podcasts nowadays? They're the re radio shows that they're they're doing live, like yeah. like yeah. every show, but they're just releasing releasing that as a podcast. I don't consider that. As a real podcast, it's just a recording that they are publishing afterwards. But as a uh, podcast, so, yeah. yeah, so uh, so yeah, uh, congratulations to each and every independent podcasters in the world. And uh, yeah, let's let's keep producing independent and narrow narrow casting, as as um, Hauka said, um, uh, because that's uh, I think that's that's the way to do it. Really, yeah. It's um, not to disparage anybody making a podcast. Because I'm doing it myself, you know, and I love it to do it. But uh, just the other week, I discovered I was. Uh, it was brought to my attention that in the Netherlands we have a public broadcasting system, and uh, you know, the broadcast on the radio. But they also make podcasts that they don't broadcast. And one of the series, and I'm, I know it's Dutch, so it's 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 not for everybody, but. It's about the history of the radio because at the moment the radio is about 100 years old, uh, public radio. So um, they do a podcast about the history of the Dutch radio and several episodes are um, about the radio, how the radio worked during, before, during and after the Second World War. And they have this old archived uh, recordings that I don't know how anybody ever recorded that at that time, but probably they did. And it's, you know, the, 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 it's in Dutch, but the, the broadcast they made during the war, it's, it's, you, you become as a person really, really cold the way this is done. But at the same time, after uh, the, the first radio, the liberation radio, just after being liberated by the Americans or any English, it's uh, it's amazing what 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 kind of uh, um, uh, uh, topics they 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 cover and 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 how they interview people about the daily stuff. That's and that that's really 
that's really something that that needs to be out there so uh kudos on on the dutch public radio for making this uh hello here hilversum uh, podcast series so i had to say that sorry so I am next googling step, for that sorry. because i will be i'm not googling actually i'm duck, duck going as you know <laughs> so that would be of interest to me but uh, i think one yeah sure i can give you the link if you want but it's uh i'll i'll, I'll message you the title uh, the exact title no worries thanks dude um but i think as well uh, the point that um ahuka was making is well founded in that um i can now subscribe to the local my local radio station at home where my parents are and listen to the uh, obituary section of all the people who have passed away which is a big thing in ireland um so you know stuff like that has me- uh, as a distribution mechanism podcasting has made that possible so yeah it's good bit of both but i guess that's the point interviewing some of the exhibitors again no nope, you missed one what how is that possible oh yeah because i went to the next one sorry i was lining up the next show because there was no comments ah uh, dave dave where are you now uh <laughs> episode 29 cert home security tips and this was the privacy and security, and this was just very basic tips that everybody should be doing. Really awesome yeah. to get this uh, into the network. But what amazes me is that this, this, the security tips that they should not be um, uh, imposed on the end user. I mean, it should be illegal to sell a router with admin as the username and admin as the password. <laughs> yeah, those vendors should should go to jail for that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, it's a little exaggeration, well, any, but you know what I mean. Any any other default password would be wrong. I mean, there is this site where yes, you can yeah. just look up the default password. So even if they exactly. don't do admin admin, but something else, it yeah, will appear the, on this uh, this this list, and, the and thing, you can no, get it. The thing yeah. should not be working before. The, the password is changed. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's all. You know, there's the, just a little leaflet. Connect to your router and change the password. That should be mandatory. No, not even that. We have here a, a router uh, producer um, that uh, and the, the root password, or the admin password, is on the sticker on the device. <laughs> and it's it's some random 20, 30 okay, so character thing. So that will work. Yeah, it works definitely. I hate the supplier, but I mean, I love the fact that they're doing that. Yeah. And they're doing it because they have had court cases where that was brought to their attention. Well, and and speaking about uh, security, so I I, just something I would like to run by you two. Um, I sometimes put my phone into access point mode so my laptop can connect to my phone and then via the phone to the uh the the gsm network for data and um i i renamed the access point to fbi mobile unit 335 <laughs> it, am i am i bad <laughs> except now everybody knows your access point name yeah, 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 <laughs> we try to hack it so if you're in the netherlands if you see a fbi access point it's i was wondering who that wi-fi network was and there's a list of funny Wi-Fi network names. One of them, it only it only hurts when IP and IP is then the, the letter I and the letter P. But you you get the point. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they uh, one in the in the apartment block? Is there? I can hear you upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah. little bit more explicit than, than that. <laughs> Doing the nasty. I can hear you <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> Uh, All right. Okay. Anyway, next, the next yeah. day, yeah, mm. interviewing some exhibitors day? at the 2019 VCFE.org event by someone called Jerome something. We don't care about it's his name. Jerune. Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. He's Dutch. Jerune. This is. Is it, Are you the? Except for Ken, are you the only Dutch representative on uh, HPR? Well, with two, a few. I mean, it's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed some of the exhibitors at the recent VCFE.org event in München, Deutschland. And for somebody who has never listened to HPR, we know this because we uh, we brought you on. This is your typical HPR. We know who you interview. are. 
This is yeah. a typical HBR episode hallway track. You absolutely yeah. nailed it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Walk along, uh, yeah. shove the microphone in front of somebody's nose and go, what's this? Yeah, you need, you need <laughs> exactly. to... <laughs> You need to give me uh, the list of uh, uh, the, the the gear you use because I kind of want to do something like that for uh, for uh, Ockamp. So I oh, guess yeah, it will sure. be. Well, it's um, I I I told you earlier which one yeah, I bought. Yeah. So um, then we, I, yeah, the... I it's it's laying around here somewhere. Um, I will find it. Yeah, it's in one of our many Telegram. I'll, I'll 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 look it up uh, because I'm sitting at the desk where the thing used to, should be. So in in a few seconds I'll tell you which one it is, which mark and model. I, I it's, I'm blank. I bet you're gonna have a lot of uh, interview episodes after Ockham again. I'm yes, not because you two guys are going to be the ones <laughs> walking around, and I'm going to sit at the table and just chill for a while. Well, yeah, well remember that's to not bring some stickers. Necessarily true. I mean, the last time I was in England, you know, with Ockham, I I sampled some excellent beers. So I, I can do wouldn't that too. guarantee the fact that I will be only doing interviews. No, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, this was an excellent show. Well done. Great guys, very interesting, especially the uh, Eastern European stuff or Eastern Germany stuff, Eastern East Germany stuff, Eastern European stuff. Yeah, they had the, really their own world. It's amazing. Oh yeah. And my bill the following day tempted us. Oh yes, he did, with uh, a show and what's in the box part one, which obviously means that he gives uh, us uh, another show part two. He holds us another show. There he does. And he didn't get it working. Spoiler. Yeah. Which means he definitely owes us a show. And no, I'm not signing off on that invoice and my bill for the microscope. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alden P told us talking about, why talking, talking about, he uh, uses what's in the two. Yeah, well, sorry. Uh, yeah, talking about what's in the box. Um, I just opened the box that I have here. To answer your question for the interview uh, device, I bought myself a Zoom, Z O O M, uh, that's the brand, and the device is called the H4N Pro. It's a handy recorder, uh, so it can do multi track recording, it can do four channel simultaneous mono recording, it can do two si uh, parallel stereo uh, encodings, all on a, an SD card, maximum of 32 gigs. Um, and it has excellent sound sound quality. Yeah. So, yeah. just to follow up on the, the the topic we were just discussing, I will need to sell my liver and probably my right arm for that. But uh, yeah, oh, they're not. The, you can get a hitch too, which is why it's I not have so. It's not so expensive. Okay. okay, I will. Uh, I will look that. Let's uh, let's move on with uh, the shows. Gen two. Why you use it? Another Gen 2 listener, Alden P, thanked Norrist for the comment on uh, his episode, which tempted him to um, do a Gen 2 show. Yeah. Is Gen 2, is, it, is that a, an arch derivative? Yeah, it must be. Uh, it's okay. one of those uh, weird eccentric that nobody is using anymore, obviously, or there will be more shows about it. Hint, hint. <laughs> St stoke the fire of flame. <laughs> yep. It's nasty. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Gen two <laughs> users are, are used to uh, some best. No, no. Actually, I know a lot of people who are who would swear by Gen two. Yeah, and I know several people who are really into Gen two. But you're right. If they love Ma it so much, let's, let's put forward, uh, make a show about it. Sure. Yep. Next. And GNU Arc, uh, GNU Arc, Part Fifteen, Part Part Input and Output Redirection, Part Two. Which was the second part of the show, which is required reading if you're using awk and want to split up files. So those show this are, time are using getting variables. So, the show are getting so long that they are starting to do, do that. I mean, <laughs> part parts one, inside part the series. <laughs> well, if I understood correctly, this is going to be the last one. And the final one this month was more text-to-speech trials, where I found two... Uh, on Yeroon's show he did on 2792 playing around with text-to-speech synthesis, which was a completely uh, non-controversial show. 
No. Uh, I found additionally Minic, M-I-M-I-C, which is Mycroft's text-to-speech engine, and also Google text-to-speech, which interfaces with Google's API. And I included some the same string that Yurun uh, was using in those. So if you want to have a listen to that. Yeah, that I definitely it. would. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It seems that every time I do a, a topic, it's somehow... Uh, I don't know. There is some controversial stuff in there, and I I am reminded of this this movie called uh, Roger Rabbit, and he has this wife, and his wife always says, "I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way." So <laughs> <laughs> that's my reply for the moment. <laughs> so we will now do the comments that were not already covered, and the first yes. one was. What? But I'm, what? Go- I'm going to have to leave. I'm sorry. So long. Farewell. I will so, see you. Oh, say good night. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, you. copyright music. <laughs> thanks, again, H- <laughs> thanks again, HPR listeners and contributors. And uh, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we can't sing when he goes because it's a copyright infringement. I can't well, we can think sing, of a tune. Uh, but... Open source song. So like, uh, oh, no, software. don't. Oh, don't. I heard um, uh, Richard Stallman once uh, 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 wrote or whatever and sang the open source song. And it's in a weird score type setting. And no, no. Okay. Um, shall we do the six comments? Um, the one that's, that are not green. Uh, shall you start? Shall I start? I'll start with the comment that I made to Klaatu on the introduction to Git with pen and paper. Can someone please uh, step forward and do a video with this show as a soundtrack? So that was the show where Klaatu did uh, using post-it notes. He described how Git works. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And if somebody could listen to that and basically do a video of that, of what he's describing on actual pen and paper and post it to YouTube. That would be awesome. Yeah. And also, there's a, for those interested in uh, Git, there's learninggitbranching.js.org. Learningitbranching.js.org. Speaking of Git, there is this site that I encountered yesterday that I really like to share. Its name is oshitgit.org or .com, I don't know, but oshitgit. And it's about how you can fix your screw-ups that you made with Git. And it's pretty advanced in the sense that it's they're down-to-earth, actual, real problems that you can have. And then it describes how to fix them and why, and, and how, why that works. So it's, it's a brilliant site. And it's anyway. .com. Ah, okay. Oh, shit, git.com. Yeah, and it's got a Twitter yes. account, so you can, yeah. Actually, this is, <laughs> I'm amazed at how many of these I've used since I started using Git and work. Yeah, I mean, everybody's so enthusiastic about Git, and at the same time, we're all trying to, we need to, uh, sometime need to solve this, this, this hassle that we're in. So, but yeah, it's the best there is, I mean, compared to all the other stuff. Um, anyway, okay, so, um, then Clucky. there is yeah, Clacky made a bash coproc the future two thousand and nine is here. Uh, comment number three um, by Clacky on regarding org coprocesses. I heard your comment again on the community news and discovered that you were talking about org coprocesses also, not just backticks. Smiley face. I didn't know about them. Looking forward to the episode. For anyone wanting to read ahead of the class, the document page is here. And then he has a URL on GNU.org, software, georg, manual, HTML, note, etc. Comment number four by Dave Morris regarding our co-processes. Hi, Clacky. Yes, thanks for the link. I thought I put that link in my notes, went and looked and found I'd messed it up. So I just fixed it. The show is number 15 in the series and is now on the site as Hacker Public Radio episode 2824. And Yannick, in reply to Yannick's show interview with Martin Wimpress, Klaatu says this was a great interview. This was most informative origin story of a distribution I've ever heard. 
the little details like building the internal distro in droplets on DigitalOcean based on a $10 voucher are fascinating and provided a real insight into how some of these cool little projects actually happen. Thank you for this, Yannick, the French guy from Switzerland. And next was uh, by Nightwise. Uh, should podcasters be pirates by Nightwise? And Klaatu commented, uh, this is one of those episodes I'd love to have played on NPR or some de facto talk radio station. On the one hand, it's preaching to the choir here on HPR, but then again, the topic is actually bigger than just podcasting. Where, ha where have all the blogs gone? The little indie website and fan sites. The internet in general is a lot more cookie cutter now than I think it was ever meant to be. As Dave Morris says in an earlier comment, it's up to us to keep grassroots alive. Nah, I think we're very, doing very that. true. Thank yep. you, Tlatu. So that was all the comments. So we'll mosey over to the mail list discussions, which um, was a wrap up of this website static website generators, which I haven't had a chance to look at because, um, yeah, life. Uh, there was a large discussion on uh, fair use copyrighted clips, which I'm not going to go into because all the comments related to that are going to be coming up in the feed in, uh, in one of the shows. So the remaining issue, so that was all the comment discussions there. And let's go over to the events calendar. Oh, yeah. So, June, TMG Texas Linux Fest. That's already on this week. Uh, PyCon in Illinois, Samba X, MiniDebConf is on the weekend after that. Hong Kong, MiniDebConf Self, Southeast Linux Fest is on on the 16th. That's going to be of interest to us. Charlotte, NC, USA, North Carolina, I'm guessing. I don't know. OSS uh, China, which is KubeCon, Cloud NativeCon, and Open Summit in Shanghai in China. The following month, we have EuroPython in Brazil, Zen Summit, uh, Tubix, never heard of that, in Germany, EuroPython, OzCon, uh, DebConf will be in uh, Brazil on the 21st and the call for papers is closing today so too late for you uh, let me see ONS Open Network Summit in Antwerp you have two weeks to submit your papers LISA uh, which is the large installation system administration conference in Portland Oregon big thing for those who are into system administration that shuts on the 18th. Open Suzy Austria Summit, Asia Summit, sorry. That is closing. And LibreCon and PostgreSQLConf. If you have comments or if you have uh, papers that you want to submit for those shows, you can go ahead and do that. Tags and summaries. There have been 10 shows added which didn't have them. And if you would like to contribute comments, then please report missing tags on the HPR page. And Dave maintains a page there. There are now 607. There are only 607 shows without comments. 571 without tags. So this has come down to there's a lot more shows now with comments and summaries, etc. than there were previously. So if you can contribute to those, that would be absolutely awesome. Especially if you go down and see your own name in there. Uh, like I see my name. In some of them, I need to uh, make sure and go back and listen to some of those and clear them up. So, anything else, Jeroen? Not that I can think of at the moment. No. Super duper. I wanted to ask you, that, um, that shirt that you got from Vistaprint, what's the quality of it like? The shirt from Vistaprint. Um, With the HPR logo on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it's sewn. It's not printed. So it's very durable, and um, uh, I have several with 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 different uh, uh, logos logos on them, uh, printed by Vistaprint, and yeah, I can safely endorse that. No worries there. Okay, cool. Well, I think it's only fitting that we should end with the free software song. So join me now. <laughs>
Yeah, you can go ahead and software. You'll be free, hackers. You'll be free. Join us now and share the software. Okay, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.